Welcome to our first Vrindavan Sangha, where we'll be hearing and chanting to our heart's content here in the Holy Dham of Vrindavan. Just all of us arrived here, or some of us arrived a little earlier. I got here this afternoon. So we're going to start with a little reading and kata tonight from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Ujiraye So today we'll be reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 5. And we'll start off at text number 1. So this chapter is a important discussion, an important discussion between Srila Vyasadeva and Srila Narada Muni. And Narada appears on the scene just, time, just in time to help his disciple Vyasadeva who's feeling a little down because and we'll find out why he feels that way as soon as I can get back to the text. Okay, here we go. 151. Sutta Uvacha Atatam Sukham Asina Upasinam Brihashrava Devarshi Prahaviprashim Vina Panis Mayandiva. So Sutta is speaking, Sutta Vacha, and he says, Atta, therefore. Tam, him, Sukham, Asina, comfortably seated. So Sukham means like happy, and Asina means seated. So like happily seated. And upasinam, unto one sitting nearby. So there's two of them sitting there. And brihatshrava, brihatshrava means the greatly respected one. Devarshi, the great rishi among the gods. Praha said, viprashim, unto the rishi among the brahmanas. Vina Pani, one who carries the Vina in his hand, Smayan Eva, apparently smiling. Sutta Goswami said, Thus the sage amongst the gods, Narada, comfortably seated and apparently smiling, addressed the Rishi amongst the Brahmanas, Vedavyas. Purport Narada was smiling because he well knew the great sage Vedavyas and the cause of his disappointment. As he will explain gradually, 
Vyasadeva's disappointment was due to insufficiency in presenting the science of devotional service. Narada knew the defect and it was confirmed by the position of Vyas. Text 2. Narada Uvacha Parasharya Mahabhaga Bhavata Kachidatmana Paritushyati Sharira Atma Manasa Evava Addressing Vyasadeva, the son of Parashara, Narada inquired, Are you satisfied by identifying with the body or the mind as objects of self-realization? Purport, this was a hint by Narada to Vyasadeva regarding the cause of his despondency. Vyasadeva, as the descendant of Parashara, a greatly powerful sage, had the privilege of having a great parentage which should not have given Vyasadeva cause for despondency. Being a great son of a great father, he should not have identified the self with the body or the mind. Ordinary men with a poor fund of knowledge can identify the body as self or the mind as self, but Vyasadeva should not have done so. One cannot be cheerful by nature unless one is factually seated in self-realization, which is transcendental to the material body and mind. 3. Jignasitam susampandam apite mahadadbhutam kritavan bharatam yastvam sarvarta paribrimhitam Your inquiries were full and your studies were also well fulfilled and there is no doubt that you have prepared a great and wonderful work. The Mahabharata, which is full of all kinds of Vedic sequences, elaborately explained. Purport. The despondency of Vyasadeva was certainly not due to his lack of sufficient knowledge, because as a student he had fully inquired about the Vedic literatures, as a result of which the Mahabharata is compiled with full explanation of the Vedas. 4. Jignasitam aditam cha brahmayatat sanatanam tatapi shotshasyatmanam akritarta iva prabho. You have fully delineated the subject of impersonal Brahman as well as the knowledge derived therefrom. Why should you be despondent in spite of all this, thinking that you are undone, my dear Prabhu? Purport. The Vedanta Sutra or Brahma Sutra compiled by Sri Vyasadeva is the full deliberation of the impersonal absolute feature and it is accepted as the most exalted philosophical exposition in the world. It covers the subject of eternity and the methods are scholarly. So there cannot be any doubt about the transcendental scholarship of Vyasadeva. So why should he lament? 5. Vyasuvacha Sri Vyasadeva said, All you have said about me is perfectly correct. Despite all this, I am not pacified. I therefore question you about the root cause of my dissatisfaction. For you are a man of unlimited knowledge due to your being the offspring of one Brahma who is self-born without mundane father and mother. Purport, in the material world, everyone is engrossed with the idea of identifying the body or the mind with the self. 
As such, all knowledge disseminated in the material world is related either with the body or with the mind. And that is the root cause of all despondencies. This is not always detected, even though one may be the greatest erudite scholar in materialistic knowledge. It is good, therefore, to approach a personality like Narada to solve the root cause of all despondencies. Why Narada should be approached is explained below. Text number six. Savai bhavan veda samastaku yam upasito yet purusha purana paravaresho manasaiva vishvam srijat yavatyatigunar asangaha. My Lord, everything that is mysterious is known to you because you worship the creator and destroyer of the material world and the maintainer of the spiritual world, the original personality of Godhead who is transcendental to the three modes of material nature. Purport, a person who is cent percent engaged in the service of the Lord is the emblem of all knowledge. Such a devotee of the Lord in full perfection of devotional service is also perfect by the qualification of the personality of Godhead. As such, the eightfold perfections of mystic power, Ashta Siddhi, constitute very little of his godly opulence. A devotee like Narada can act wonderfully by his spiritual perfection, which every individual is trying to attain. Srila Narada is a 100% perfect living being, although not equal to the personality of Godhead. 7. Tramparyatan arka ivatri lokim masakshi paravare brahmani dharmatovratai like the sun, your goodness can travel everywhere in the three worlds. And like the air, you can penetrate the internal region of everyone. As such, you are as good as the all-pervasive super-soul. Please, therefore, find out the deficiency in me despite my being absorbed in transcendence under disciplinary regulations and vows. Purport, transcendental realization, highest activities, worshiping the deities, charity, mercifulness, nonviolence, and studying the scriptures under strict disciplinary regulations are always helpful. 8. Sri Narudavacha, Vavatanuditam Prayam, Yasho Bhagavato Malam, Yenaivasa Natusheta, Manyeta Darshanam Kilam. Sri Narada said, You have not actually broadcast the sublime and spotless glories of the personality of Godhead. That personality which does not satisfy the transcendental senses of the Lord is considered worthless. Purport, the eternal relation of an individual soul with the Supreme Soul personality of Godhead is constitutionally one of being the eternal servitor of the eternal master. The Lord has expanded himself as living beings in order to accept loving service from them and this alone can satisfy both the Lord and the living beings. Such a scholar as Vyasadeva has completed many expansions of Vedic literature, ending with the Vedanta philosophy, but none of them have been written directly glorifying the personality of Godhead. Dry philosophical speculations, even on the transcendental subject of the Absolute, have very little attraction without directly dealing with the glorification of the Lord. The personality of Godhead is the last word in transcendental realization. 
the Absolute, realized as impersonal Brahman or localized Supersoul, Paramatma, is less productive of transcendental bliss than the supreme personal realization of his glories. The compiler of the Vedanta Darshan is Vyasadeva himself, yet he is troubled, although he is the author. So what sort of transcendental bliss can be derived by the readers and listeners of Vedanta, which is not explained directly by Vyasadeva, the author? Herein arises the necessity of explaining Vedanta Sutra in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam by the self-same author. Text number nine. Yata tarmadeyascharta munivyaryanurkirtita natata vasudevasya mahima yanuvaranita. Although, great sage, you have very broadly described the four principles beginning with religious performances, you have not described the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport. The prompt diagnosis of Sri Narada is at once declared. The root cause of the despondency of Vyasadeva was his deliberate avoidance of glorifying the Lord in his various editions of the Puranas. He has certainly, as a matter of course, given descriptions of the glories of the Lord, Sri Krishna, but not as many as given to relig religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and salvation. These four items are by far inferior to engagement in the devotional service of the Lord. Sri Vyasadeva, as the authorized scholar, knew very well this difference, and still, instead of giving more importance to the better type of engagement, namely devotional service to the Lord, he has more or less improperly used his valuable time, and thus he was despondent. From this, it is clearly indicated that no one can be pleased substantially without being engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita, that's nice to know, isn't it? From this, it is clearly indicated that no one can be pleased substantially without being engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. Good to know? Yes. In the Bhagavad Gita, this fact is clearly mentioned. After liberation, which is the last item in the line of performing religiosity, etc., one is engaged in pure devotional service. This is called the stage of self-realization or the Brahma-Bhuta stage. That's from Srimad Bhagavatam 4.30.20. After attainment of this Brahma-Bhuta stage, one is satisfied. But satisfaction is the beginning of transcendental bliss. One should progress by attaining neutrality and equality in the relative world. And passing this stage of equanimity, one is fixed in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. This is the instruction of the personality of guided in the Bhagavad Gita. The conclusion is that in order to maintain the status quo of the Brahmabhuta stage, one also, as also to increase the degree of transcendental realization, Narada recommended to Vyasadeva that he, Vyasadeva, should now eagerly and repeatedly describe the path of devotional service. This would cure him from gross despondency. 4.30.20. What do we have there? 4.30.20. Srimad Bhagavatam. Four. 30, 
20, Activities of the Prachetas. says here, Navya, Navya Vad Dridaye Yajgyo Brahmaitad Brahmavad Dibi Na Muyanti Nashochanti Nashrishanti Yatogata. Always engaging in the activities of devotional service, devotees feel ever increasingly fresh and new in all their activities. The all knower, the super soul within the heart of the devotee, makes everything increasingly fresh. This is known as the Brahman position by the advocates of the absolute truth. In such a liberated state, Brahma Bhutta, one is never bewildered, nor does one lament or become unnecessarily jubilant. This is due to the Brahma Bhutta situation. Purport, a devotee is inspired by the super soul within the heart to advance in devotional service in a variety of ways. The devotee does not feel hackneyed or stereotyped, nor does he feel that he is in a stagnant position. In the material world, if one engages in chanting a material name, he will feel tired after chanting a few times. However, one can chant the Hare Krishna Ma Mantra all day and night and never feel tired. As chanting is increased, it will come out new and fresh. Srila Rupa Goswami said that if he could somehow get millions of ears and tongues, then he could relish spiritual bliss by chanting the Hare Krishna Ma Mantra. There is really nothing uninspiring for a highly advanced devotee. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that he is situated in everyone's heart and that he helps the living entity forget and remember. By the grace of the Lord, the devotee gets inspiration. Tesham satati yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam tadami buddhi yogam tam yena mamupayantite To those who are constantly devoted and worship me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. Which verse is that from Bhagavad Gita? For 10 points. 10. 10, 10. 10 points for you. As stated, kushala karmanam, those engaged in auspicious activities in devotional service are guided by the super soul. Described in this verse as nya, or one who knows everything, past, present, and future. The super soul gives instructions to the sincere, unalloyed devotee on how he can progress more and more in approaching the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Jiva Goswami, in this connection, says that the super soul, the plenary expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, exists in everyone's heart. But in the hearts of the devotee, he reveals himself as ever increasingly new. Being inspired by him, the devotee experiences increased transcendental bliss in the execution of his devotional service. Okay, comments? Comments, questions, complaints? Want your money back? Yes, Prabhu. Here, make sure you do a production. <laughs> in the first verse of chapter 151, so it was mentioned that the sage Vyasdeva is the Rishi among the Brahmanas. Mm. And uh, Narad Muni is a Rishi among the gods. So, uh, what is the difference? I mean, why? How is a Rishi different from a Brahmana? And why is it specifically mentioned? Well, I, Rishi among the 
Because people are different. They have their own uh, subtleties of, of difference, right? Yeah. But specifically about those two? Yeah. So Rishi among the Brahmanas, why is he is a Rishi among the Brahmanas and then and Narada Muni is a Rishi among the demigods? Uh, well, if you look at the past of both of them and how Narada came out into the creation in a little bit more of a dramatic way amongst others who were first born into the universe. His, uh, you know, sometimes he's called David Darshan and there's sense of him being around and in Brahmaloka and all over the place with different celestial beings and demigods and so forth. Vyasadeva, son of Parashara, known as the son of Parashara, and then you know he's more related to those who are in the Brahminical order. Let's see. Um, I'll just go back to that verse and see if there's any more commentary. Also, that was verse number. Okay. I'll tell you if there's anything more. Okay, so um, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says in the fifth chapter, showing the uselessness of jnana and karma, Narada teaches Vyasa about bhakti with his chief component, Kirtan, welcoming his guest Vyasa. Welcoming his guest, Vyasa was worshipping Upasinam, him by offering asana, argya, padya, and other items. A slight smile appeared on Narada's lips, which shows that he, knowing everything, was internally pleased with Vyasa. It was not possible for him to hide his smile by pretending something else because of the interesting questions he would pose. all that's there. Any other thoughts? Um, Here, just hold this mic. When you speak, we'll hold that. That way, if anybody's online. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, Dandapunam. I was thinking that uh, how even if uh, Vyasdev is not satisfied by writing everything about the Karam Khand, then how the other peoples who are following the Karamkandas, they will be happy. They must realize it from the example of Vyasdev only, who is the author. I think Prabhupada made reference to that verse. Or maybe he makes it later, but Naishkarmyam, if you're doing work without any desire for fruit of results, Naishkarmyam, Apya Chuta Bhava Bharjitam, but you don't have a Chuta Bhava, that sense of love for a Chuta. Shobhate Gyanam Alam Niranjanam doesn't look very nice. 
It's not satisfying. It's not beautiful. Prabhu? understand that uh, Ved Vyasa has written a lot of Puranas and in Puranas there are Puranas in the mode of goodness and he has glorified the different incarnations of Krishna in the form of Vishnu but just because he has not done it enough is this why he is not satisfied I mean okay, as we understand from the purport although he has done it but he has not focused on it is that the right understanding yeah, like it says, you know, you gave people excuses for staying in the material world. Because if you give an exception, then they'll, people take it as the rule. Like live, live in the world, just be a little detached. They said they need to know the full spectrum of the activities of the Supreme Personality Godhead. And obviously, you know, he goes into the Samadhi and then he gives the revelation of Krishna and Vrindavan, Mathura, Dwarka. Has to be f fully explained so that the mind can be attracted. As we also have heard, Guru Maharaj, there are six different philosophical systems. So Vedvyas has proposed one of them, uh, which is called Vedanta. And there are other philosophies, like which is proposed by Kannada. I think that's called Vaisheshika philosophy. And then similarly, there's Nyaya, there's Pat Yoga, I think, by Patanjali. So there are six different rishis. They have proposed six philosophical systems. How can we understand that Vedanta is the is the best of them and then uh, out of that also Srimad Bhagavatam is better I mean yeah I I mean they are also being provided by other sages Gautama, Kannada, so uh, Patanjali and we we follow I think Patanjali also I think we use this uh, Patanjali's details like uh, one should surrender to Isha so, so how should we how to understand that Vedanta is best in all of them and then focus on Vedanta and Srimad Bhagavatam? Well, the word Vedanta means the end of the Vedas. What's the ultimate understanding? And why is it Srimad Bhagavatam? And Srila Jiva Goswami explains that in Tattva Sandarbha using many Shastric references to show that the Puranas are more important than the original Vedas. What's more, they also complete the Vedas, just like a, a golden bangle. You can only complete it if it's broken with gold. It's got to be the same quality. So the Puranas are most important because they bring one to clear understanding of the purpose of the Vedas. It's a tree. If you just look at the trunk of the tree, or you take some of the bark, 
if it's a mango tree, you're not going to really taste any mango. So Bhagavatam itself declares, Nigama Kalpataro Galitam Palam. Ultimately, the purpose of a tree is to produce a fruit. So then it declares, here's the fruit that's come out of the whole tree of the Vedas. And, you know, it's its characteristic. How sweet is it? You know, what is, what is the effect of the tree and so forth? So first, given the fact that it's true that the Srimad Bhagavatam, the other Puranas, and then amongst the other Puranas, the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Puranas all complete the Vedas. They're not something separate from it. And Jiva Goswami also proves that they're more important than the Vedas. And then he shows how the Srimad Bhagavatam is the most important amongst all the, the Puranas. In fact, that discussion goes on in the Briya Bhagavatamrita when all of the Vedas personified come together for a debate about which one's best. All the ones that you mentioned, they're all personified there and they're having an argument about it. Srimad Bhagavatam at first just stays out of it because Srimad Bhagavatam is so superior to all the other ones it doesn't even really need to, to discuss it. But then the attention, you know, Sanat Goswami brings attention to the Srimad Bhagavatam and the superiority of it that it's the fruit, you know, it actually completes all the, all of the purposes of the of the other processes that have some kind of a tinge of connection to either the material world or they don't f fully give the expansive nature of our relationship with the personality of God and Krishna in the spiritual world. It's the pinnacle. That's even Chaitanya Charitamrita, which then goes on to flesh that out more. Like in the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Mangalacharna describes how Anarpitacharyam Chirat hasn't been described before. The, the limit of the Vedas or the ultimate uh, beauty of the Vedas, which culminates in our relationship with Krishna, but in which relationship? Those relationships that are described in Goloka that aren't even available in Vaikuntha, because the author goes on to say those relationships in Vaikuntha are known. But what about others? And now we're going to tell about that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to explain that. And his whole life is the teachings of the Bhagavatam. So altogether it's pointing to you know, our ultimate relationship with Krishna in the spiritual world. And that's the complete picture. So how can you know one is better than the other? Well, the qualities are there. And Rupa Goswami talks about the qualities of Krishna and Narayan. So he delineates that. Of course, he starts with Ete Chamsa Kalapumsa Krishna Stupagavan Swayam. I mean, from one perspective, Krishna is the source of all the other avatars. So that's one thing. But then what about the qualities? So the 64 qualities are there in Krishna. There's only 60 in Narayan. And those four qualities are important because they have to do with the vilas or the loving relationship that's 
so beautiful and attractive that the devotees have with Krishna in the spiritual world and Krishna's beauty, his flute playing, wonderful pastimes, especially childhood pastimes that attract the mind. So by quality, he's also, if you count them up, say what are the qualities he's analyzed for us, it points to Krishna in the spiritual, in the pinnacle of the spiritual plane, Goloka Namni Nijadamni Tasya. What is it in the cosmography of the universe? There's gradations, and then the highest is Goloka. And what's in Goloka? Uttara and the Briyat Bhagavatamrita had, had guessed that because there's that special kind of devotion that some devotees have, there must be a place for it. Could you tell me about that place? And Sanat Goswami thought, my mother's very intelligent. Mm -hmm. And that's why he described how Gopu Kumar went everywhere. And of course, any relationship devotee has with Krishna is right for him. But there is a sense of hierarchy. That's why in the Briyat Bhagavatamrita, there's this uh, delineation of the hierarchy. One's higher than the other. Coming to the ultimate, which is the love of the gopis, and the highest is Srimati Radharani. Rupa Goswami kind of summarizes that in the Upadeshamrita, right? Vaikuntas Janito Vara Marupuri Yatrapi Ratsotsavad Rindarani Mudari Pani Ramanat Tatrapi Govardhanaha. Radha Kunda Mihapi Gokula Pate Premamrita Lavana Kuriyada Syavi Rajato Giridite Sevam Viveki Nakaha. He goes higher, 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 all the way up to the place where the, that kind of expression of love is taking place in Radha Kund. Then he talks about the different types of people, starting with the Karmis, Karmi Pya Parito Hare Priyata Yavyaktim Yurgyaninas. So taking us to the pinnacle of uh, that special love that Uttara intuited is there. And then it's actually explained in the Bhagavatam, like nowhere else. Prabhu? I like Guru Maharaj that um, Srila Vyasadev presented his problem is Telema to his spiritual master and he also admitted that you know perfectly about me and so I'm submitting unto you for guidance and in one place in Paraport Shla Prabhupada writes the prompt diagnosis of Srinarad is at once declared the prompt diagnosis diagnosis of yes, right. Srinarad is at once declared is that once declared, yes. So, um, 
the root cause of Shilavastya's despondency. So I was also thinking that I should also submit to my spiritual master because as it is explained, he's perfect uh, in self-realization, so he can at once identify the root cause, which even Shilavastya was not able to, seems apparently identify on his own, alone. That's a reflection. And I have a question uh, that follows. So then it stated that um, the root cause of the despondency of Vyasadeva was his deliberate avoidance of glorifying the Lord in his various editions of the Puranas. So here Srila Vyasadeva deliberately avoided and how, how could, so what is the intent behind it? Well, it's an age-old conundrum because when you're trying to bring people closer to the absolute truth, you have to cater to their level. And just like nowadays, people are always trying to make a bridge situation. And oftentimes, in presenting to newer people, you try to create so much of a bridge that you know, there's no completion of it. It doesn't take you all the way across. Since there's a hesitancy to give people that much information about the spiritual world. I mean, even Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, this shouldn't be taught to people who are not devoted or austere. And Prabhupada said, well, devotees do it anyway because they understand the purpose of the Lord. And the, the members of the Panchatapha have this sense of you know, just give it to everybody. Magi, Vana, Magi. That, like, whoever asks for it doesn't ask for it. Patra, Ba, Apatra. Is a good place or a bad place? <laughs> then they just give it anyway. So, it's that mood of, uh, why is it deliberate? Just because there's always an eternal adjustment going on and how to present it in such a way that the people of that audience can accept it and then somebody comes along inevitably and says you know you're not saying enough you have to actually tell them Srila Bhaktisiddhanta you know when somebody would write a, a newspaper article about them he'd say how many times did they say Krishna he said so what about the PR piece it's all how many times they said Krishna <laughs> so you know, we go back and forth between like, okay, we're nice people. It's like, yeah, but it's Hare Krishna. <laughs> a god brother of mine described how if you're in a shower, it's got two knobs. Like there was in Chicago, in LA, old apartment, you know, knob here, knob there. Trying to get it at the right temperature. It's like too much here, too much there. You got hands on both knobs. <laughs> so what to speak of uh, us, um, Vyasadev was thinking like how to present it in such a way that people can accommodate it. And Narada was pushing him further, say the whole thing, tell him, don't worry, it's not gonna, it's not gonna chase them away. They need this, they need to hear the whole thing. Because that's one of the themes of the Bhagavatam too. Krishna 
that unless you know about the person, then you're not going to be able to break away from the material world. Other verses, yet pankha, yet pada pankacha palasa vilasya bhakta karmashrayam gritam ugritayanti santa tadvanda rikta matayo yatayo piruda shrotoganas tamaranam bhajavasudeva. That verse also is in the same vein that those who are rikta matayo, they don't have the conception of sweetness of the, the supreme, the vilas the playfulness of the Lord and so forth. They can't withstand the strong waves of material existence. Yakriditam Rajava du Rajaham Chavishnu Shadhanvito Nashinu Yadatavarna Yadya Bhaktim Param Bhagavati Pratilabyakamam Hridrogam Ashva Pahino Yacharina Dhira Shugare Goswami says if you hear with faith about Krishna's intimate pastimes with the gopis of Vrindavan, then you can overcome kama. But, you know, when you're just in self-realization mode, it's not as, it does, it's, the process doesn't become complete. Have to have mind attracted and full transfer from the topics of the material world to the spiritual world and it has to be the vilas playfulness of the Lord you were going to ask another question or give a reference oh, what is this Oh, okay. uh, oh, I, I, I just was acknowledging that that verse is so nice. Yat Pankaj Vilas Vilas Palash Vilas. It's such a nice, beautiful poetry. I, I just feel so. This is another benefit of devotional service. The, the verses itself are those so beautiful. I mean, how more beautiful Krishna would be, who is glorified with these beautiful verses, and. I just feel that nobody can compose these verses unless there is somebody to put that love for, you know, somebody should inspire that kind of emotions in the heart of the devotee. So, so many beautiful verses come out. And so, yeah, they're, as you say, they're self-effulgent, you know, who, yeah. ca who can who can write that this kind of poetry? I mean, unless somebody has really strayed your heart, you have. You know, somebody has really felt it. It's a nice yeah. If you could elaborate more on uh, a disciple submitting uh, his position to the spiritual master. Well, we, we always need outside help. Because it's hard to see ourselves as we are. That's why people get coaches in any discipline. Like, what am I doing wrong? Even the top people, it's hard for them to see themselves. And in spiritual practice also, we need somebody that can observe us and see what, what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, and, and help in that way. So 
it's important to submit oneself for examination. It's like, uh, you know, Prabhupada once said with Vyasa Puja, he said it's an examination to see how much advancement you've made. So he, when you give an offering to the spiritual master, you know, then it's to be judged, oh, look, this person has some deep realization. So, so there, you know, there's different points at which, you know, we can, we can always self-examine, which is uh, swadhyayaha, like even chanting japa, like, can I sit here? Can I chant? Do I like this or not? And we can see for ourselves if we do. It's like you were saying it's self-effulgent, the process itself. But sometimes we become unaware of what things we may be doing right or wrong. Like uh, somebody who's in a more subtle position and also has the task of observing you, you know, may pick up something, something, not you, but anybody's, you know, like somebody says something in a certain way and then the person can detect like, oh, your attitude's just slightly like this or that. And, and then say, oh, you know, here's a little something I could suggest. Because it can be really helpful because one correction like that can make somebody aware that, oh, I wasn't even aware that that was there. And now it's very helpful. So, those who are really progressive in any practice are open to be corrected. They live for it. And, you know, they submit, say, you know, what do you think? But you really have to be submissive because oftentimes teachers are reluctant to say anything because they know that person doesn't really want to know you know sometimes it's like don't don't be too hard <laughs> but Narada was pretty heavy Jagupsi told me it's this abominable what you've done but he was smiling so was Krishna when he instructed Arjun so janaba so chastam pragnavadam shtabhasase gatasam gatasam shanti pandita you know, Krishna smiled before he chastised Arjun. It's like, okay, you asked for it. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that. He said, uh, I'm a murka. I'm a fool before my spiritual master because then it can be corrected. So it, it's, it's a vital aspect. Pranipat means, like, a, just tell me. It can be really, really hard. Um, one of my god brothers was telling me how Prabhupada had called him into his room late at night while he was translating and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm sleeping. He said, why are you sleeping? He said, I'm tired, Prabhupada. He said, why are you tired? I'm not tired. I'm up here in the middle of the night. I didn't even sleep, and I'm in life. And why are you tired? He's like, I'm gonna. I'm a conditioned soul. Probably. He said, Why are you a conditioned soul? And he said, You know, all day long he had been serving Prabhupada, and and you know, it wasn't just like 
a joke or something. He, he was actually pressing him on a very existential level. And, you know, my godbrother said to me that, he said he just broke out crying. And Prabhupada took, he put his head in Prabhupada's lap and Prabhupada just kind of patted him and sent him back to bed. But it was, you know, a revelation to him. It's like, I'm a conditioned soul because I want to be a conditioned soul. And it, you know, somebody can help you come to a, a clearer understanding of your position. It can be very helpful. Any little chastisements too from anybody can be really so...